Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 132, Thanatopia part four, I adjust and adapt. I'm not afraid of dying, just of living too long. A gentle, quick death at a ripe old age, with most faculties still intact and the zest for life still vibrant, might seem the most desirable way to die. Yet this is not the reality many experience as they enter the final frontier. For a majority of people, it is the illness and suffering preceding death that generate the most concern. Fear raises its ugly head as I find myself losing mental and bodily functions, missing contact with family and friends, and lacking the confidence that I am good enough to traverse the challenging territory of life's ending with courage and grace. But these kinds of unpleasant and irritating moments have always been part of the fabric of everyday life, along with their body discomforts, more so as I age. I must somehow make peace with their increasing frequency and intensity. Rather than pushing them away, I can adjust and adapt. I gradually get unstuck from my notions of how life is supposed to be. Such liberation is possible with the small stuff as well as the larger challenges. If I open my heart and trust that whatever is unfolding is okay, then I can indeed handle whatever comes. Then the notion that I will live too long evaporates like dew in the morning sun. When I practice embracing each moment, even the difficult ones, I strengthen my inner muscles for the heavy lifting ahead. I've always trusted in the future to manifest my preferred vision of how that might look, using my will and intentionality as the workhorses, moving the plow of my purpose and direction. Looking back upon my life, I sometimes imagine it as a symphony, good music for the most part, but not without its dissonance, and periods when the harmony and melody just did not come together. I still feel in my body the weight of things gone wrong, the unlived lives lying in the dust, the paths not taken, bridges not crossed. Fear, circumstance, my own inertia, and various tragedies all conspired in some way to alter the destiny I had envisioned. The perennial wisdom tree suggests we can get anything we want, just not everything we want. I've had to make compromises, embrace what I never expected, and to eventually find peace with all of those rough, sticky edges of dissatisfaction and unfulfilled dreams. To some extent, I was often future-tripping or waiting for my real life to begin, constantly preparing to live rather than creatively engaging some obstacle always in front of me, one more mountain to climb before I might feel in the center of my true path. Who is the person I want to be going forward from right now, this moment? In general, humans do not like to see the up-close and personal face of aging and dying. Massive institutions, euphemistically termed long-term care, provide convenient hiding places for the elderly, infirm, and invalids, translate invalid, not of value. In order to postpone that date with the inevitable, many would rather play pretend. This societal tendency to separate old and young keeps invisible the many role models of people aging well, even into their 10th decade and beyond. The longest human lifespan is thought to be that of Jean Clément of France, who died in 1997 at age 122 years and 164 days. 
She took up fencing at age 85 and still rode her bicycle until past 100 when she was still living completely independently. She walked daily until almost 115. Many of us have been informally schooled with the notion that old age is a grimmer and grimmer time that we must somehow endure until the bitter end. Grumpy old men, nagging old women, and all the variations on the theme clearly do exist. I know I have memories of aging relatives who are full of regrets and complaints. And I've been lucky enough to experience the light of those who entered this phase of life with grace and dignity, and perhaps more importantly, a sense of humor and heartfelt appreciation. All around are examples of seniors still connected and contributing, still filled with possibility. What might point the way to that magic mojo that keeps some elderly buoyed no matter their state of physical falling apart? It's highly unusual to see someone who is excited about the possibility of decline, yet it is not rare to see those who glow with gratitude as they get older. Some inner light keeps burning, a spark of vitality seems ready to be summoned at a moment's notice, despite, despite familiar fatigue or ample aches and pains. They seem to be able to rise above the normal considerations that hold back the rest of the pack and embody an indefatigable, isn't life wonderful? Then there are those elderly, the snappy dressers, who go to the grocery store dressed for the theater, a jaunty hat and cane completing the outfit, or a miniskirt with exotic stockings. Beyond wearing purple, some seniors decide it is their time to be outrageous in dress, manner, or speaking out. They float in rarefied air, not caring what others think, content to have fun, and shine as they shimmy, laugh as they limp, smile as they shuffle. There is something to be said for just being cheerful, with the added bonus that it annoys some people. Today, I'm embodying an attitude of gratitude paired with an outrageous outfit. I live in an anti-aging culture determined to disavow, deny, and resist aging. Rather than the magic brew I enjoyed in childhood, getting older seems a villain to be avoided at all costs. A ticking clock winding down my own inevitable personal ecology of gradual decay. The notion that growing old might offer its own gifts runs counter to a culture obsessed with remaining young. Seventy is the new fifty. The fountain of youth beckons with Botox, Viagra, robotic robotic hair transplants, rejuvenating supplements and facial creams, and soon come grow-my-own-organ replacements. Whatever it takes to keep the forces of aging at bay, sign me up. But the sand in the hourglass continues to run out, and with it the realization that the journey to healthy, wealthy, and wise is not paved with an inexhaustible fount of time and energy. For many, aging has often been a journey from grief to relief and back again, falling apart and coming together over and over. Your as young as you feel seems more and more like an advertising slogan for a fitness spa than reality. An old age replete with meaning, worth, and beauty is possible, only if I release myself from the perspective that endless youth is possible. The initial inklings that aging is now literally in my face marvelously focus my attention on what I have always wanted to experience. It has provided the spaciousness for afternoon naps or lovemaking, for devoting relaxed time to exploring some compelling interest, and incessantly invites me to clarify my deepest unfulfilled desires. 
as the years accumulate, maintaining my sense of wonder and curiosity about the whole process of aging is literally a lifeline. What if elders were seen by society as critical to everyone's attainment of happiness? A radical reimagining would unfold. The post-war baby boomers represent a veritable elder quake moving through time, crashing and burning through many traditionally held beliefs and institutions. The first time someone called me an old man was a bit of a shock, even though it was said jokingly in encouraging terms while working out together in a martial arts dojo. The sting may have to do with all the baggage implied in the use of that term. Past my prime, over the hill, on the way out, are in fact all true. It's the implicit unspoken sense of not being useful, needed, or having anything to contribute that rankles. When I look in the mirror, who's staring back at me? Probably someone at least 15 years younger than I am. Elderhood has deep and noble roots. For most of human history, the final third of life was imbued with meaningful contributions to society, including the intergenerational transmission of the most essential aspects of one's culture. Celebrations, rituals, stories are all part of a legacy that can be lost without the wisdom of our elders. How many young people were at the last gathering we attended? Did we take time to sit with them, ask them about what they love and how they might make the world a better place? It is the role of elders to affirm the young, to turn their house lights on, so to speak, to regularly engage with and positively influence those who came after, as those who came before did with us. When I praise and celebrate life, the universe responds and offers me even more for which to be grateful. Who's in charge of celebrations? I am. Compliment, congratulate, commend, acclaim, applaud, approve, extol, and admire. How many ways can I kneel down in praise of my own precious existence, both in sickness and in health? We are each unique, full of light and beauty, and continually creating our own path in the world. Sometimes the sailing is smooth, but invariably rough seas will test me and help me grow. Lavish kudos and dispense honors, not only for my exalted successes, but the disappointing failures as well, those great teaching treasures that hone my ability to endure and persevere. The positive spiral of self-empowerment is charged by my willingness to return again and again to what is working well in my life and to build from there. Even with the darkness of being ill or dying, there is room for sunshine. To praise what is still whole and wonderful is not to deny the other, but to buoy the challenges with love and laughter. The good news is that one is never alone in struggles, and friends and family can provide some cheer when I cannot summon it myself. In this way, I learn that celebrations always have a place at the table of my life. Anonymous Insight rings this awareness bell. If I'd known I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself. What if, approaching age 70, we decided to get ourselves into the best possible shape we've ever experienced on all levels? Find our peak of possible fitness physically and depth of emotional fluency. Extend our innate curiosity and boundless need for novelty to a previously undiscovered realm. Expand our connection to God or the great mystery so it is palpable throughout the day. We need not buy into the stereotypic notion that old age is nothing but decline. 
Rather, I might create and cherish the idea that at any age, I'm still capable of being all I can be. Everything dances on the point of intention. Keep fit by doing a physical activity I enjoy. Live closer to my tears and more distant from my fears. Keep the old noggin stimulated with fresh ideas and learning conversations. All that is mine to create each day. No matter what is happening, I can be happening in the sense of an enjoyable and fun focus on simply caring for myself. Rather than being selfish, the time and energy required to manifest such an intention is really a form of self-love. Can I love myself enough to be in the best possible condition, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, of which I am capable, no matter the circumstances? I remember well my early days as a public health physician. I would often tell patients that they needed to stop smoking, cut down on alcohol consumption, lose weight, stop eating junk food, and get more exercise. They often felt overwhelmed by all my good suggestions, implementing none of them. One essential key to successful change is to focus on a single habit at a time, and people have to start where they are with a clear vision of where they want to be. Each of us have a backpack of habits that do not serve us well. They may involve how one expresses emotions, manages stress, or cares for the aging body. Even negative attitudes about growing old can adversely impact functioning. People avoid getting preventive checkups, resign themselves to pain or decreased mobility that might be alleviated with proper care, or even ignore potentially life-threatening symptoms. At any age, change is possible. It is the consistent, persistent effort that day by day can create a healthier lifestyle and a more empowering relationship with the aging process. There are seven key elements that invite me to adjust and adapt as part of conscious aging. Thanks as always for listening. If you're interested in providing feedback for the complete chapter, please just email me and I'll send it to you. Remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.